Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, and self-defense. Now, here are your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Pelkey, and Michael Schwartz. All right, folks, welcome. This is Gun Sports Radio. Right here on FM 96.1 in North County, AM 1170 in San Diego. We want to thank uh, all of our sponsors. And uh, the sponsor we have for this segment is the Gun Range San Diego. The Gun Range San Diego. 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to www.thegunrangesandiego.com. You will see unbelievable specials on ammo. Firearms, training, clothing, you name it, they've got it. And this is truly the Nordstrom's of gun ranges, just not the price. All right, we got Michael Schwartz and Lance Pelkey in the house. Lance, the co-host. We got our big contributor over here, Mr. Schwartz. Hey, you got a topic that some a lot of people are a little bit uncomfortable talking about. What do you got? Yeah, so just last week, uh, at the end of the week, the Republicans in Sacramento uh, issued a statement about the APPS program, which stands for Armed and Prohibited Persons Program, uh, APPS, APPS. And what that is, is it's actually a database created by Sacramento, by the you know legislature, uh-huh. um, that basically cross-references a bunch of other databases and finds people who are prohibited. prohibited. Oh, so, all, so they find you're going to collect all the criminals and put them in a database. That Well, prohibited and armed. Right. Exactly. It's all the criminals. All the criminals, right. So they've been convicted of a crime. They have a registered firearm or uh, pro- prohibited isn't just uh, criminals. They could be uh, prohibited due to some kind of mental crisis. Yeah, or, or maybe like you've got a, a, a document from the courts to say you cannot do this out of the other. Right. Restraining order. Yeah, there something go. like that. Yeah. Exactly. So a prohibited person is it's kind of a broad term, but uh, but it specifically means you can't have a gun. Can't own a gun right. for whatever reason. Uh, so this database is full of prohibited people who still are on record as having a firearm. In, in other words, they haven't said to the state of California, hey, I got rid of it. I sold it. It's no longer in my possession. I no longer own it, whatever. You're just on the list. Just still on the list. So the state of California said, all right, well, here's what we want to do. We're going to put a bunch of money into making sure that these folks uh, you know, hand over their firearm for, for whatever reason. So... There were about 20,000 people on this list in California, which really isn't huge considering the size of California. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but, you know. 20,000 people is a lot, a lot of people. people. you got to go knock on a lot of doors at 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. And nothing was happening. So, the, you know, it was 20,000 people for a couple years in a row. So they said, all right, well, let's put more money towards it. And they put $25 million more into That's it. It's over a million dollars a person. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> what, what did they do with the money they put into it the first time? Well, that's a good question. That's a good question. Right. Some of the things that they put money into are, you know, hiring more law enforcement and then actually doing, you know, the job of, of actually showing up hmm. and uh, collecting the firearms. But uh, Republicans basically said, look, we gave you $25 million more dollars and it went from 20,000 people to 23,000 people. So what's going on? And, and basically, they're you know now who are they? The Democrats? Well, it's the Republican caucus in in Sacramento that are doing this. Yeah. Oh. Um, now, now this 
is a huge, it's not just about $25 million. This is a huge subject. You know, should we have prohibited people? I think that most people agree that we should have prohibited people. Well, people of course. That are, yeah, they're criminals. They've been proven to me. If that's the case, then what if they do have a firearm? How do we handle this? Well, obviously, they should, you know, some some process should be put in place that says, hey, we have to get the firearm from people who are now prohibited. And there's a lot of criticism there. Um, they've actually, the state of California has sent, you know, sent SWAT teams. You know, somebody who was a, you know, they're a prohibited person. It's been a couple of years and they decided, hey, this is the person we're going to nail. So they fired up the truck and away they went. Pre-dawn raid. <laughs> of course, it's all overtime. Yeah, well, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's all overtime, too. But well, what, that's, yeah, that's why they do it. But what, you know, what about a phone call? What about a letter? You know, yeah, what right. about, you know, just sending yeah, out, you know, con- process. Yeah. Sending out, just talking to their attorney. Hey, attorney, have you talked to your client about the fact that, you know, they're now prohibited? You know, don't just fire up the truck, you know, pre-dawn raid. Yeah, SWAT right. Team. I mean, think of how much uh, that escalates the situation. Yeah. Um, and again, this isn't all, this isn't just, you know, we think about criminal. This is, you know, it could be a white collar crime and now they're a felon. It could be some kind of mental crisis that they went through, mm. you know, for whatever reason. But boom, you know. So there's a lot of criticism in how they're actually executing this thing. But then just the fact that, hey, $25 million later and there's 3,000 more people. I mean, this should be a little bit closer to zero after $25 million. And where is the accountability? Where is somebody saying, okay, let's just say I don't know what the number was at the beginning, but let's say they gave them $20 million at first to get this program. Well, okay, I got you. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Okay. So they did their thing for $20 million, two and a half years. It went up. It didn't go down. Wouldn't somebody look to them and say, let me see your accountability? Let me see what you spent that money on. And who would that person be? Newsom? So that's what, well, the legislature would go after the Department of Justice. They're the Department of California Department of Justice, the people that are executing this. But the legislature, that's part, so that's part of the criticism. So now you have Republicans who are basically, rather than saying, hey, look, you know, in their defense, they're clearly trying to make a statement about uh, fiscal responsibility. But the optics of it are there's hey, no fiscal opportunity. Uh, op- there's none. None at all. Right. None. But the optics of it is basically, hey, how come you're not taking guns faster? You know, rather than really making it clear that, hey, this is a this is a fiscal responsibility thing. Uh, in, so, you know, anti gun they're not all, all Democrats, but anti-gun uh, legislat- uh, legislators, you know, do this virtue signaling where they pass uh, uh, some kind of uh, new law. But then what happens? You know, they don't actually execute. They don't actually, uh, you know, when it, when it comes, comes time for the rubber to meet the road, you know, uh, nothing. So it's all hot air. It's all hot air. So in a way, California gun owners, you might be safe. Because if they're not going to go after the people that are on the list that they already know are bad and need the guns taken away and they're afraid or for whatever reason they don't want to go get them, they're going to come get us. Well, the other so the, the other way to look at it, though, is, you know, in a few weeks ago in Illinois, in Illinois, there was a guy who knew he was getting fired. So he brought a gun to work and right. actually, yep. you know, shot and took the place care up. Yeah. It was horrible. Well, that guy was a prohibited person. Yes, he was. He should not have had a gun, but he passed a background check sure. because the background check system's was severely broken still it's not much better they did pass some legislation last year that hopefully will fix it a little bit anyway he went for a concealed carry weapons permit a ccw in his state and that background check ended up catching the fact that he's a prohibited person who owns a gun and they said hey uh no not only can you not have a ccw you really shouldn't have a gun but there was no process did they take it away they didn't take it away 
So, you know, this guy was able to go, you know, hurt some people, which was horrible. Okay, so let me ask a question, and I think this is truly what should happen. All the people that lost their lives in that terrible, terrible, horrific situation, should they not sue that state? I I, I would think they'd have a case. I would think they would have it. Because, see, it's no different than, and I can't remember the guy's name, the kid with the Indian yeah, and he's suing in, uh, the newspaper for $250 million. Right, right, right. In okay. Washington, D.C. I think if some of those cases were, were 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 finalized and the people that did these crimes lost, maybe that'll be a, an eye-opener. I don't know. Well, so what's going to happen, though? Let's say one of these 23,000 people now went from twenty to 23,000. If one of these 23,000 people does do some kind of crime in California right. because, you know, they're – you know, a prohibited person. They sure. And so, you know, it's and, they, and they kill somebody it's far, far more likely that they would be ones uh, committing crime. Uh, let's say they do that. What are they going to do? Well, they're going to use that as an opportunity to call for even more laws, you know, rather than say, hey, you know, we keep saying, hey, enforce the laws in the book. Yeah. Right? Enforce the Quit laws making in the book. new ones. Fix, you know. <laughs> so why should we have any faith in their ability? None. And why should we have any trust in their sincerity Man. when here here's 25 million more dollars? Go take guns away from, you know, I, I'm going to say bad guys. They're not all bad guys, but, you know, bad guys, prohibited well, people. Just, if they're prohibited, they there's some something negativity. Wrong. Not, yeah, but yeah. they're not necessarily bad. But, uh, you know, prohibited people. You know, here's here's and, and a way. they're not that, doing anything. They're not doing anything. They don't care. You know, they're going to virtue signal all day long. They're going to do things like pass laws that require an eight hour course to get a CCW, even though that's already happening throughout the state they're going to do that but they're not going to do anything about actually making these laws work you know like uh, making sure that twenty thousand people doesn't turn into twenty three thousand people who are prohibited from owning firearms i don't get it <laughs> so when so when i know you always talk about the fact that you know hey when are they going to actually talk about taking you know guns, guns away, away from, from criminals. criminals well here's here's, here's a program where they can do it and, and they don't want to do it they don't want to do it that is just what do you think lance uh, we were talking about it on, on Facebook about, you know, criminals, us, us being shanned for the yeah. criminal action. It's just, I mean, the average guy, I mean, American was, American was given the right to own a firearm when they became an that's American. That's right. That's just their God given right. So, so the, so the Republicans are trying to keep them accountable in Sacramento. I, I honestly don't think that their PR on this situation was the best, but no. their intentions were good. Were good. Um, and then it's it's all, you know, Sarah, the attorney general, he doesn't care. No, nobody cares. You know, nobody. Well, cares. no, because that's ooh, that, ooh, that's controversial. That that ooh, I don't want to do that. No, it doesn't fit it's, their it's agenda. Rubber, yeah, doesn't fit the agenda. No, fit let me just agenda. collect my check and uh, take my well, security team. Agenda. When I, exactly when I tell when I say to them, hey, that sounds anti-gun. And they go, oh, no, 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 we're not anti-gun. We're not anti-gun. We're just trying to do common sense gun laws. This is, you know, proof positive. That's just not the case. Yeah. If you were doing it, then that number would be maybe 8,000. Right. It'd go from 20 to, yeah. Maybe 8. 15 maybe to 8,000, whatever. Yeah, but it's not. And, and they, they, but who are we going to, I mean, who's going to talk to, I mean, who's going to put the, somebody's feet on the fire? And they wouldn't be SWAT teams doing no-knock no pre-dawn raids, yeah. you know. They'd be uh, people that are, you know, hey, look, we, we have a sincere I mean, do it civil. Thing. Be civil about it. Say, look, hey. Mr. Schwartz, we see that you're not allowed to own a gun. We're coming over to your house, and we're going to pick up your guns. What time's a good time for you? Right. And if and if, if at that point there's no compliance or there's then, some kind of hostility. Then you get up at 3 in the morning and <laughs> escalate it as fire up the truck and go in there and scare the neighborhood. And, you know, like, 
We got to take a break. Jeez Louise, you're getting as bad as Dylan. I don't know about you. This is Gun Sports Radio, folks. You're going to get all the straight skinny here. You may not get it in any other outlet, but you'll always get honesty from Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Uh, this segment is brought to you by the good folks at uh, Cali Key. Hey, folks, have you ever been dragging your feet in making your AR rifle California legal and recognize the new gun laws? Somebody changed the commercial on me and didn't tell me. If you, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, foregrip and still have a detachable magazine check out cali key whether you're buying a new ar or have or need to make your current ar compliant cali key is the most cost-effective way to do it easy solution that will allow you to keep your ar compliant and future proof your ar from all those terrible california gun laws keep your entire ar collection intact at a price you can afford with cali key check out cali key at calikey.com k-a-l-i-k-e-y Com. Hey, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapons for personal protection? I see you didn't mess with this one. No, I didn't. Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? If you're involved in an incident, what are your, what are your plans to pay for bail, lawyers, and all that? Well, for $10 a month, or less than $10 a month, you can go to Firearms Legal Protection and get 24-hour-a-day Seven day a week, 365 days a year coverage. That's right. For less than $10 a month. That's firearmslegal.com. Call them at 469 310 9100. Trust me, if you're going to own any type of a protection device, whether it's a gun, a knife, a bazooka, a baseball bat, or a 400 pound Rottweiler, you might want to call firearmslegal.com. All right. Hey, we don't have Dylan calling in today, I see. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to call in. Well, I don't see him on the big phone of life. Oh, I guess we're early, huh? My mistake. What are we doing at the 415? That's the segment. I got something cool to talk about with uh, Cali Key. That's something I discovered. If you Cooli- want to. Coolios. What do you got? So I discovered something very interesting about a Cali Key. Um, Cali keys are, uh, obviously, uh, you know, a great product and they make your AR, um, uh, bolt action, right? <laughs> manual action. It's not, not exactly bolt action, but it's manual action. So it's no longer a semi-automatic rifle, your AR. And that of course is to designed to get you around the assault weapon ban in uh, California. So nationally, a rifle is uh, any long gun is has to be at least 26 inches long mm-hmm. okay that's that's the federal law but in california if you have a, a rifle that's semi-automatic uh it has to be at least 30 inches long otherwise it's considered an assault weapon 
And why is California different? To, oh, because they have why. the assault. Why is California different? There's all, yeah. I just thought I'd see if I could stump you. They're different in every way. So California is different in that uh, that assault weapons ban uh, means that your gun has to be at least 30 inches. That's part of the deal for, for assault. It's got to be at least 30 inches overall length. So the interesting thing is this. There are a number of stocks out there that are, you know, collapsible or telescoping, oh, telescoping no. or collapsible. So it, some of them are short enough to where they would drop your AR's overall length on a, on a typical 16-inch barrel. Your overall length on an AR would drop below 30 inches on some of the collapsible stocks. Mm-hmm. With a Cali key, you wouldn't have to worry about that because it's no longer a semi-automatic. Uh, so there have been a lot of people, everybody basically has a, at least a 30-inch uh, mm, uh, AR, point, no, yeah. th- overall, length, overall length, you know, yeah. uh, AR. Um, but if you have a Cali key, you can drop that down to at least, you know, 26 would be, you know, the national. Yeah, because it, it turns it into a bolt action, takes it away from the semi-auto. And- turns it into a bolt action because if you- Oh, wait, listen. I hear Sacramento. Ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear Sacramento. They're crying. You hear baby going, crying? Did, did, did you just hear what Mr. Schwartz just said? <laughs> Jesus, get the law books out. We got to rewrite it. Oh, we didn't catch that one. But it's one thing that not a lot of people realize. It, it's really funny. And a lot of these laws in California, people get so used to them. That they just kind of think this is normal. This yeah. is this is the normal. Go, you know? Yeah, right. Here comes another one. Right, but across the country, forty nine or whatever, forty seven other states. I'm not sure how uh, how Massachusetts uh, has their assault weapons ban structured, but you know, forty seven, forty whatever other states out there, you can have an AR that's a, that's twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight inches. Uh, but here in California, if it's under thirty. It's considered but assault weapons. Those other forty nine states are watching California on a daily basis. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. You know, Joe Germisi, uh, one of our board members, just put out an, yet another fantastic blog on our website. On San, if you go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com and go to our blog section, and it's it, the blog's all about, you know, hey, if you're fleeing California, you're not fleeing gun laws. You're just running away from the fight. That's right. You know, all across the country, if you look at some of these other states, yeah. You know, Florida just passed a law that said that uh, you know adults that are eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, they can't buy a firearm. Texas, you know, they're uh, they just they almost elected uh, Beto O'Rourke. I mean, it came real close. He's about as anti-gun as they get across the nation. Even in some of the uh, you know Montana and Idaho, some of these states that you think are would never be you know anti-gun are uh, you know frankly are, and they're all looking to California. You know, California. Sure. One of California's number one imports now is is bad gun laws. <laughs> yeah, you're at, no, you're absolutely right. And, and you know it, what gets me is. If you know anything about guns and gun ownership, the laws are just as dumb as a rock. Yeah. When you really come right down, you can tell these laws are written by people that have never fired a firearm, never been brought up in a family where they taught you how to, you know, use a gun at a young age. Like everyone in this room started with a BB gun, right? Right. Moved Mm -hmm. to a twenty-two, and we even got Hannah in the other room, and she's she's and she's young. She's only seven. She's like 12. Or, oh, is she seven? She's seven. Right. Yeah, she's only seven. And, but, but you know what I'm saying? But it's just like there's a there's a disconnect. And now the people that are making these laws. Well, we're doing a series of interviews. San Diego County Gun Owners, we're doing a series of, of interviews of law enforcement professionals and talking about basically armed citizens. And yesterday morning, uh, Exus and I, uh, who does all our video work, uh, great guy, he, we went and interviewed. Uh, a guy named Jared Reston, who is a 20 plus year veteran of, uh, you know, law enforcement officer out of Florida. Mm. 
He's in town thanks to Nancy from Tough Products. And I think we should get Nancy on the on the. Yeah, I was going to say, how yeah, we, we should interview her. Uh, she couldn't make it today. I, I invited her. But anyway, I'm, we're interviewing him and talking to him about armed citizens, that sort of thing. Off camera, we were talking a little bit about some of the some of the gun laws. And, you know, it's not that it's not even just that they're bad gun laws, but they didn't make sense. Like, they didn't even make sense to him. Like, it was just like total Greek. Like, well, what does that even accomplish? What does that what does mean? It even do? Yeah. Here's a guy who's on a SWAT team, law enforcement. You know, he was he's actually part of the story is really amazing. Part of the story is uh, he was actually uh, chasing down a perp. He tried to tase the person. Uh, they pulled a gun and shot him seven times. Wow. Including one through the jaw. They shot the police officer? Yeah. The police officer, Jared Reston. Shot him. He got shot seven times by oh, this guy. But he survived. He survived. He actually, uh, you know. He's probably he, retired. He, 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 well, no. He kept, no. He, it took him about a year and a half, but he was back, and he's a law enforcement officer, and he kept going. He's dedicated. Oh, this guy's like a, he's like a, and he, he's like, I don't know, I think he's like 6'5". He's the most intimidating, you know, he's a really nice guy, but I was like, God, no wonder seven bullets couldn't take this guy out. This guy's Whoa. tough as nails. Really good dude, really nice guy, but now he travels the country and he teaches civilians, um, you know, typically advanced firearms. Right, 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 right. But other law enforcement and civilians. Anyway, you would think somebody that got shot seven times uh, would be anti-gun, especially a law enforcement officer. No, absolutely not. He, yeah. you know, especially women they have a CCW. You should definitely be armed. Whoa. It was fascinating mm. to talk to. And the interesting part is uh, the the person uh, that shot him, who he had he had to tase. He, he did, well, he actually had to shoot him, and now that that guy's no longer with us, uh, the criminal that shot him. So. Uh, he said that this guy obtained the gun or got the gun illegally. It was stolen uh, from a gun shop when the criminal was like three years old. So clearly he didn't rob a gun shop when he was three years old. This this stolen gun had been floating out there, criminal wow. to criminal. Yeah. You know, It ended up in, in his hands, uh, and it was a forty five caliber Glock. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Out. It's just crazy. It's, and it's not getting any better, and... Jesus, we're going to have to accept Yeah, Jared Reston is the guy's name. If you're out there listening, Google him. But uh, we're going to have a little video interview of him. And we'll bring Nancy on from Tough Products to talk about. Uh, she She's constantly bringing uh, kind of these high-profile trainers to come out sure. and train. All right. And uh, she's doing a really great job. And Tough Products is doing a really great job with their holsters and that sort of thing. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. A whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio. FM 96.1 in North County, AM 1170 in San Diego. Intelligent, conservative talk radio, the answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1. In North County, AM 1170 in San Diego. Intelligent, conservative, we are the answer. Hey, you folks, have you been dragging your feet and making your AR rifle California legal, or are you just going to wait for John Law to straighten you out? Well, don't let that happen. You need to get a Cali key. It's so easy. I mean, you really need to do it. And not only that, once you put that Cali key in your AR... You're totally straight. You're legal. You don't have to worry about a thing. You can future-proof your AR for all those horrible California gun laws coming up. You can keep your entire collection intact at a price you could afford. 
Go to CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, hey, this segment's brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue, San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go to the Gun Range San Diego. They've got specials on weapons, firearms, ammunition, clothing, class. I mean, it's an awesome program. You really need to go seven days a week, 10 to 10. You got a bunch of guys or girls you want to throw a party together, or maybe you have a business and you want to motivate your team. This is a great way. You go down to Gun Range San Diego as a party. They'll hook you up. In fact, in some cases, they'll even open the doors early for you. I mean, they've done that in the past. So if you really want to get all your folks together and motivate them and protect them and show them the safety side of owning a gun, the folks at Gun Range San Diego is where you need to be. In fact, we've got one of the guys on the line right now that would probably help you get through that. Casey, how are we doing, bud? How are you guys doing? We're doing good. How yeah. are you doing? You sound like you're not feeling well. <laughs> no, I lost my voice. You know, I was out at a concert down in PB, so uh, still recovering from that as best I can. Oh, concert. In PB. In yeah, what, what, what concert? Yeah, what concert was? Uh, it, was it was over at Moonshine Beach, so every Friday night they do a live band in there. I don't know who it was. I was just there having a good time. All right. Well, stop screaming. He was just escaping Alpine for a while. Hey, don't you know you have a voice for radio and you need to protect that voice? Uh, let me let me try and boost my voice here. I'll fake it as best I can. I'll put the, I'll put the, I'll put the Jason voice on and talk to you all sultry like. <laughs> oh yeah, that, Jason's got that one too. All right, so what's kicking, my friend? What do you got for us? What's kicking? All right, so we got a couple of things coming up. But, you know, a little tech tip for the week. You know, how bad do you want it? How often are you training? Are you really training just once a week when you come to the gun range, or are you at home actually doing your dry runs, your dry? Dry fires. <laughs> you know, when it comes down to it, it's uh, shooting and firearms and everything is a perishable skill. If you're not actively practicing it, you're going to get rusty. You're going to fail at certain things. And it's important to actually practice. Me, I like to do my dry runs every day. You know, even if it's only 10, 15 minutes, I'm watching TV, put my holster on, put my mags on, and just practice my reloads. I'll practice my reloads. I'll practice my malfunction drills. Everything just because, one, it keeps me tactically and technically proficient in my skills, and it just kind of busts the rust when I'm not having time to go shoot because, you know, most people, if you're not coming into the range every day, you're kind of not, you know, doing yourself a favor on that part. And when, when people are doing those uh, those tactical drills at home, how about some, how about some safety? What kind of safety, uh, you know, precautions should they take, Casey? One – Visually and physically inspect that your weapon is unloaded. And the other one is use snap caps. You know, snap caps are always different. They're usually brighter colored and whatnot. Keep those separate from all your live ammunition just so you know, hey, these are my snap caps. These are what it's on. Mm-hmm. Now it is on to you to verify that information. You know, there is no such thing as accidents in the firearm world. It's only negligence. And I say that almost every time I'm on here because we see it all the time. Yesterday we had a guy... Uh, do a negligent discharge with the forty four Magnum. Oh. Yeah, luckily Jeez. it's still pointed downrange. 
But, you know, things happen because people don't pay attention and they don't practice and they don't train themselves to always keep in that mindset that when they're handling a firearm, they need to be on point with it, no distractions, and understand what is going on. And if something does happen, it's on them. Well, that's the beauty of the, the, the four universal rules. You have to break mm-hmm. multiple rules in order for something exactly. truly bad to happen. So he was, he exactly. was pointed downrange, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is good, but he he broke at least two, right? Yep. Because he he went. Yeah, uh, he had a finger on the trigger. It, it was a revolver, so you know, safety kind of null and void. But the weapon was loaded, and he said it was unloaded from one of our RSOs that dealt with it. Our RSO was going up there to inspect it. The guy said he has a malfunction or whatnot. So we go up there, and the guy just puts his hand on the gun, and his finger goes straight on the trigger, and boom! Yeah. Runs around down range, and we had to, you know take precautionary measures for that because, you know, people laugh and joke at it. It's it's not a joke at that point, you know. That's not an accident. That is you being negligent and putting everybody else in risk in there. And that's why it's so important to practice and train. If you don't have your own firearms, it's a great time for you to come in here. Ask us. We are here to help. We can give you tips and pointers on what you can do to, you know, proficiently handle firearms. Yeah, and going back to, you know, people being at home, I – what about uh you know selecting a wall, uh you know mm-hmm. to shoot at or dry fire at rather that there's no one behind that wall. Mm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know what's on that wall, so that's another thing when it comes. You know, you have the four weapon safety rules, and then there's that fifth one that's just there, which is no tire target and what lies beyond. You know, are you going to be sitting there in front of your big bay window, pointing right out to the public? Pointing a gun out that way? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. There's people that probably do that. You know, if you're going to be doing your dry runs, put up your little paper target on the wall. They have these awesome things called laser light guns, which are like a Glock 19, Glock 17, and they just shoot the little laser out. Um, those are also great training tools because you can actually get a little vision of, okay, I missed the bullseye on that one. I was a little bit low. I flinched on that one. But, you know, doing dry runs with an unloaded weapon, there's nothing wrong with that as long as you verify it and take all the precautionary measures. If somehow, some way, in a god-awful situation that a live round did get loaded in your mag, if at least you know which wall it is and what's behind it, not like kids playing or your family members or anything there, you know, preferably a reinforced wall. Well, you know, one of the big advantages of, of, of dry fire, too, is is uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, you don't develop a, a flinch. You know, if there's no big exactly. bang when you pull the trigger, mm-hmm. then you're not going to develop a flinch, which sometimes is... is you know, really difficult to 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 not you know to avoid. It's a, it's a difficult to avoid developing a flinch. So if you're dry firing and there's no big bang, you know, you're, you're exactly. hopefully your trigger pull is going to be smoother. Yep, and it, it helps you get rid of those little tweaks on it. What I like to do is I film myself while I do it, and I'll rewatch some of the video. I'll be like, okay, I twitch right there. I move this hand ever so slightly lower, and I figure out why did I do that. And I can see, oh, I kind of shifted my movement over. It's always good to self critique yourself. You know, you're not going to always have somebody there to do that. And I want to be the best in my skills I can. So I'm going to practice that. You know, you have these bodybuilders, weightlifters out there. They're not just, you know, lifting one day a week and saying, oh, I'm good enough. Absolutely not. You, If you want to be proficient in firearms, you have to practice it every day. You know, 10, 15 minutes out of your day, get out there, do your dry runs, do your trigger drills, do your mag changes, everything to get you proficient. So that when it comes down to it, it becomes that muscle memory. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and I mean, and if mm-hmm. for people who don't feel comfortable, maybe, you know, strap it on the holster and the whole deal. You mm-hmm. know, what about air guitar? You know, just doing it without, yep. you know, an actual yep. pistol in their exactly. hand. Or well, if they live in a condo and they feel like people are looking in on them, they don't want to be all rigged up. 
you know, then they could just, uh, you know, go for a dry fire without the, there's, without yeah, the weapon. There's drivers out there. I mean, there's also airsoft guns out there. I mean, let's be honest, how some of these airsoft guns are, they're so realistic. If you look at it, I want to know the difference. And, you know, there's a whole other story there. But, you know, if you don't feel, like, comfortable doing that, you can get an airsoft gun. Something like that that gives you the technically the, the technique and the feel on your hands, you know. Doing it with the air gun or with your, you know, finger pistols and whatnot, it's not bad. It'll help you get the motions in and the repetitions and whatnot, but, you know, it's all about getting comfortable with it. And if you're not comfortable with it, don't do it. Just yeah, come to the range, and we'll help you work out, you know. And a lot of the big one is when it comes to concealed carrying. Um, we do have on our range, we allow people to shoot from holsters. We don't allow it to do full concealed because we had a couple incidents, and that's just how it is. We can't let people do it. Yeah. Because, yes, you know, maybe you are proficient at it because you practice. That doesn't mean that, you know, person X, Y, Z over here are. And it's just too much of a risk at point. So if you want to do your full concealed dry runs, that's the place to do it. Well, do you guys have, I forget, and forgive me uh, for, for not knowing this, but uh, do you guys host, like, I'm going to say IDPA, but like pistol competitions like IDPA or IPSC or anything like that? Yeah. We do. We have a we have a member here named John Batista. He does, I believe it's the third Sunday of every month. They do like a USPA, USPCA shoot. Um, if people want his information, they can give us a call here at the gun range. Um, he is pretty selective about it, so he will kind of do like a background check to make sure you are competent. It's not just for every single person to go in and just start blasting rounds down range because it is a full course. You know, you're going to be moving, you're going to be running. And it's going to be under a little bit of stress. But, yeah, we do those here you know, once a month, and it's just for fun. Awesome. It's a good time. Yeah, it's an absolutely good time. And in the couple of minutes we have left, uh, you guys run any specials Ooh. down there? Yeah, so what we're doing right now um, with how Glocks are and whatnot, so we have our Glock 17 and our Glock 19. We're basically doing an accessory package for it. Um, most, both Glocks are going for 499 for 160 bucks more. We will install night sights, an extended slide release, an extended – Mag release, and then the, uh, what's the last part on it? Night sights, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's it. Oh, and the uh, talent grip wraps. They come in sandpaper and a rubber one. Basically, what, ha- what happens with that is once the drills paper is all done, it's your gun. We install it, no charge extra on that. And so that way the sights are called uh, night fusions. I saw my shot show, checked them out. Pretty much just like Trigicon HDs. And they're yeah. excellent. So we have them on a couple of our rental guns. You can check them out. So that's a little sale that we're doing for our Glocks. Kind of, you know... Changing out the things that people will always cho- change out on their clocks. Excellent. Good. And then uh, still doing the specials on Monday and Tuesday night? Yes, we are. So, yeah, Monday, $10 off all rentals all day. Tuesdays after 5 o'clock, it's $5 per person to shoot. Uh, Tuesdays do get a little busy, so if you want to do those, come at the top of the hour. So come at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, those times are there. That way you'll get right on the lane. Beautiful. Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, well, thanks a million for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go take a throat lozenger. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. Thank All you, right. Casey. Hey, by the way, we don't want to forget uh, John Dillon at Gatsky Dillon and Balance LLP. If you're in the need of a gun lawyer, he is it. If you belong to FirearmsLegal.com, you might even get him as a representative. In the meantime, go to CAFirearmsLaw.com, CAFirearmsLaw.com, or you can call him at 760-431-9501. John is an expert when it comes to protecting your rights. Give him a shot. All right, we're going to take a small break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. We are the answer. 
right, folks. Hey, do you or any of your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearm, or other weapon for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay for bail and expensive lawyer costs? Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection. For less than $10 a month, you'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your family. That's Firearms Legal Protection at www.firearmslegal.com or call them at 844-357-9400. That's firearmslegal.com. Another number, in case you didn't like the first one, 469-310-9100. All right, so guess what, folks? Are we going to talk to... Sam the Gunman. Sam the Gunman. In the, well, not in the house, almost in the house. Almost. Yeah, he's in at Virginia. his house. In Virginia. In Virginia. Like a big old chocolate milk. So we're, it's time for another exciting, exciting episode of Stump, my nephew. Sam, how come, Sam, are you there? Yeah, how are you? I'm good. It's called Stump, my nephew. How come you've never once on, on radio called me Uncle Mike? Um, good afternoon, Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, I don't understand why it's called. Why is it called uh, Stump My Nephew? Because he's my nephew. He doesn't seem to want to admit it, but he's my nephew. All right, okay. Can you blame him? I know, right? <laughs> All right, my friend, are you ready? Yep. Okay, this comes from Suzanne in San Marcos. Uh, Suzanne wants you to name the first successful uh, mass-produced, or really manufactured at all but the first successful semi-automatic shotgun suzanne in san marcos um asking me to name the first commercially successful semi-automatic shotgun um that's a good question it's a tricky one um my guess would be the auto five as mentioned last week but uh because of the timing i would suspect that might be wrong no that's right that's awesome it's absolutely it's first the, shot out of the box the, that's a browning yeah john browning uh designed the browning automatic fiber sometimes called the a5 all right how about a little bit of just extra credit real quick extra oh. credit uh give me a, a year and i'll give you a little leeway on this uh but give me a year that it was uh that it was produced what year was it produced uh, I don't know about the year. It was sometime in the late 1800s or early 1900s. Um, Manuf- it was, that's that's de- about all I can give you. Designed in 1898, actually started in service 1905. So you pretty much got it. Yeah, and that's why I give you some leeway. It was. It's a little. It's a little confusing. It took. It looks like it took them a while to get it off the ground. Awesome job, as usual. Suzanne from San Marcos does not get a T-shirt. <laughs> And you, again, have done a fantastic job. Congratulations. But, you know, you need to be sending him something for getting all these right. We're we're sending Here's what he's getting. And this ties into our next guest, I think. He's getting uh, to go to uh, Front Sight in a couple of weeks. Um, so, and I'll make sure he gets uh, t-shirts and hats and a, another mug with some chocolate milk in it. Should we leave him at least? Have Stan stay on. I'm yeah, Sam I was going to say, on. Sam, you want to stay online? That yeah. way you can hear about what's coming? I got a quick sure. I got a quick question for you before you go though. So did okay. that shotgun see service during World War One? Um to your knowledge, I, I just asked. I haven't seen any mention of it being used in World War One. They oh. did use um a couple of pump action shotguns. The Americans did. Um they saw some service. Uh, but they had a few reliability issues because back yeah. then 
shotgun shells were still made of paper and they would absorb water and you know yeah. uh, makes sense that's cool man cool well hey thanks thanks again all right hey lance are you there i'm here tell this boy what he's gonna get when he gets out there to pahrump you mean lance lance belke no we uh, got sam the gunman sam the gunman my nephew's coming out yeah sam the gunman well um this is our sixth annual handgun and rifle course uh for leukemia lymphoma and um you know, it was I was it was nice listening to you earlier in the show talk about training um, uh, with the other guys and and um, and this just follows suit because this is truly amazing life saving training. And um, before I get into that, you know, I, I want to acknowledge and thank uh, you guys at Gun Sports Radio for being our media sponsor this year and doing so much to promote this uh, this leukemia and lymphoma charity and. Um, I also want to acknowledge uh, Michael Schwartz and the amazing work that San Diego County Gun Owners is doing to bring CCWs to uh, the wallets of people all over San Diego County. And um, um, and along with those permits, people need to have quality training. And I, I love the fact that you've been addressing that on your show today. Um, this event that we are hosting uh, in 12 days, our sixth annual. Wow is is four days of training for everybody that wants to stay for the entire course people also have the option of dipping their toes in the water and just coming out for two days or three days but the full course is four days but uh to give sam the answer man a little idea of uh, the training he's going to get um the handgun training is concealed training so uh, our course is going to teach people how to draw their handgun from a concealed holster and get two shots off in a thoracic cavity in 1.5 seconds. We're going to teach people how to do a designated headshot in a 4 by 3 inch head box, the kill zone, from a concealed holster in 1.9 seconds. We're going to teach people how to do um, a hostage rescue shots. We're going to teach them how to really run their gun. And what that means is do, being able to do tactical reloads and emergency reloads because guns do run out of ammo. We're going to teach them how to clear a Type 1, a Type 2, and a Type 3 malfunction clearance and get back in the gunfight because guns do jam. In fact, we're going to teach all the people at this charity event how to clear a Type 1 malfunction, meaning they've got a gun in their hand that's non-functioning, and we're going to get that cleared. We're going to get their sights back on the target, their finger on the trigger, ready to press if they need to in 1.4 seconds. And uh, and earlier in the show, you guys were talking about muscle memory. That is so crucial because if you ever need to use your firearm in self-defense, you don't have time to think about things. It has to be muscle memory. You have to practice something three, four, five hundred, a thousand times so that, you know, in, with that adrenaline rush and that fear and that tunnel vision and your fear for your life or fear for your loved one, you have to be able to act instinctually you you have to have already practiced that hundreds of times you know you know lance this charity event you know lance you you, uh so we get a lot of seminars on how to get your ccw and one of the things we talk about a lot is training and saying you know about the middle of the seminar we say hey look this is more than just uh marksmanship you gotta you gotta learn a lot to to have a ccw and carry successfully and i add one of the things i ask is how many people have actually pulled from concealment and got a shot on target and how many people, and a bunch of hands usually go up, how many people have done it 500 times? About 90% of the people that have done it 500 times went to front sight. <laughs> you know, no, nobody else is doing it that much. So, uh, good point. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, and Michael, you know, um, thank you. I mean, you come out to this charity event every year. You know the value of training. You know the value of continued training. Your wife is coming for the second time this year, yes, and yes. and you've got more family members coming. I got it. Yeah, I got, of course, my nephew. In um, fact, he's on the line. Yeah. Sam, do you have a question uh, for Lance? Uh, no, he uh, he answered them all before I could ask any. How about how many rounds is, is he going to go? He, he Unfortunately, Sam can only stay for two days, but how many rounds is uh-huh. Sam going to go through in, in two days? In two days, he'll go through about 300 rounds. It's uh, For the full four days, it's 650 rounds, but for two days, he'll go through about 300. Yep, and my mother-in-law and my mother-in-law's uh, husband are, are coming, so it's a whole big family affair for the, uh, yeah, the that's Schwartz terrific. Well, that's amazing. So. And I got, a, I got a question for that real quick. So how many people do you have signed up this year so far? And I know it's closed. Yeah. Tell people about that. Yeah, we're already closed. We closed reg- uh, uh, reservation uh, three weeks before the event, and we're 12 days out now. So we had uh, we had about 245 uh, registered for the event this year. Good. Uh, bigger and better. Um, th- the raffle that we're going to do at this event is the biggest raffle prizes we've ever given away. You guys were talking with Sam about you know, semi-automatic shotguns. Uh, we've got two um, um, uh, shotguns that we're giving away in a raffle that are magazine-fed uh, rather than tube-fed. Um, just some amazing prizes. Precision rifle, um, 19 handguns, uh, con- um, subcompact concealed carry guns, 3,000 rounds of ammo we're raffling off. Um, we raised over $36,000 last spring for leukemia lymphoma, uh, and this year it's going to be even bigger. And Lance, with the 20 seconds we have left, uh, if people want to just sign up and look at the raffle and maybe buy raffle tickets, they don't have to be in attendance. Is that correct? Where do they go? That That is correct. You can go online and, and get as many raffle tickets as you like. No one has to be present www.charitycourse.gives is the website. It's not .com. It's charitycourse.gives. Buy raffle tickets. Sign up for information for next year's charity event. And all the information's there. Well, we appreciate uh, you know you being on, and we of course we love sponsoring uh, this great event. As you could tell from what Mike said, his comments. A lot of people have been there. We will be there. Uh, thank you and Tatiana for your uh, you know for putting this on. And what a great charity. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. All right. Hey, we really want to thank all our sponsors for sure. We got to do that before we get off air. San Diego County Gun Owners. You can go to their website, San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. Uh, the Gun Range San Diego. Their website is the Gun Range San Diego dot com. John Dillon's law firm, CA Firearms Law dot com. And then, of course, Firearms Legal dot com, one of our great sponsors. And last but not least, Cali Key. Their website is K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. And I really want to thank Lance, Michael Schwartz, Casey, John Dillon, and, of course, our awesome board op. You're on the list. Gets all testy. No, you're only seven. You're not going to the front of the line. You're on the back, girl. All right, hey, we're going to take a small break. When we come back, hey, there's a whole new show. We're going to talk to the we're going to talk to a gentleman that's going to blow you away. We are going to talk to head of communications Rolls-Royce Motor Cars Ooh, and Brian Armstead on the line right here on FM 961 AM 1170, the answer. 
Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.